Ladies and gentlemen, my guest on Chair Shots to the Cranium is a very accomplished veteran in professional wrestling. He has successful runs in ECW, TNA, WWE, and as an MMA fighter. He's held countless championships throughout his career, including the TNA X Division Championship and WWE Cruiserweight Championship. And he continues to contribute his time and his talents on the independent wrestling scene. I'm happy to have as my guest today the one and only Kid Cash. How are you today? I am great. How are you, buddy? I'm good, man. Thanks for your time today. Not a problem. Thanks for having me. Well, listen, I got to tell you, I had the pre- privilege of interviewing you 16 years ago. It was 2003. You had just captured the X Division Championship in TNA. It's just it's, it's exciting to speak with you again so many years later and to know you've had such a tremendous career. Uh, 16 years, man. Wow. <laughs> we were talking about that earlier. That's, uh, where did the time go, you know? It yeah. just flew by. It's crazy. It's absolutely amazing how fast uh, time goes by. Yeah, it's pretty cool that we were both, uh, you know, did high, you know, doing our, our occupation in the wrestling industry, you know, even back then, you know. So it looked, it's pretty cool that it's lasted as long as it has, you know. No doubt about it. Come full circle 16 years later, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, so tell the fans how you're doing and what's new in your life and your career. Um... I'm great, actually. Um, uh, well, I returned back in 2015, and um, I've been a project manager. I'm a high-end uh, national construction uh, company uh, project manager. We build high-rises and uh, skyscrapers and hotels and hospitals and just, you know, all kinds of things around the country. Uh, and outside of that, you know, still do my martial arts and stuff, training and stuff, and uh, you know, do a fight here and there from time to time, just like the wrestling and stuff. Uh, but I started going back to wrestling a little bit about it uh, almost a year ago now. Uh, started helping out some guys out in um, the Midwest, uh, the Arrow Club, and uh, just really started liking the guys and being, you know, giving them advice and kind of like over the phone type training, you know. And then I wound up. Uh, getting an outfit made and uh, going out and tag teaming with them. And then from there, people started calling me again, you know. And um, So, I mean, I've been picking and choosing uh, pretty pretty much who I, when I work and if I even want to work anymore, you know. But uh, I got a couple of phone calls from uh, Ron Gossett and stuff like that. So I've uh, known him and his family for such a, such a long time and um, figured I would, uh, you know, what's another, what's another little... Another, another match. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Now, that leads me into my next question is you, you recently agreed to obviously appear with Universal Championship Wrestling and its president, Ryan Gossett. Uh, they have a show mm-hmm. coming up on February the 2nd. How do you feel about this new arrangement with UCW? Uh, I think it's great. You know, it's, uh, you know, the, the wrestling has come, in my opinion, has kind of gone a little stale. Uh, yeah. You know, the WWE is not pumping out any really good stuff. Uh, I mean, I think they even apologized to their fans not too long ago. Right. You know? Right. Uh, um, you know, uh, it took them, what, 10, 10 years to realize it, <laughs> you know, but <laughs> at least they did. And, you know, uh, when you go buying up all the companies around the country and stuff, and you only have one major product and only one major place for, you know, guys to, to go when, and right now it's it's so 
oh my god, it's so congested with with guys, you know, in that company now. You know, from the NXT to the training camp to two hundred five to you know everything. They need to smack down in the raw. You know, look how many look how many guys they have now. You know, we're yeah. gonna do them all. Right. And I think they got to the point where they were trying to invest so much in so many people that they were kind of shoving people down the fans' throats. Now, what I like about UCW is they, they, of course, they live by the the, the motto of tradition rises from the ashes. So they have a lot of uh, legends that come in uh, to the the shows, obviously. But, you know, they have a lot of great young talent. So it's a nice blend of terrific up-and-coming talent. And then your veterans like yourself coming in and doing and entertaining the crowd. So it's uh, to me a a really good independent wrestling company. It's on fire right now. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good good uh, news about it. Uh, and you know, like I've known Ron for a long time, and we kept in touch over the years and stuff. And uh, I think he finally, you know, put put some good stuff out there. And like I said, it, it's just good for the for the business. Yeah, no know? doubt about it. Well, Not saying that I know anything about anybody's companies but you know with, like like with Ring of Honor to WWE to you know the couple of the even the new NWA you know the Billy Corgan ball stuff like that you know I mean it, people are trying to step outside the box and that's awesome you know that people want to you know use their minds and their creativity and stuff like that but you know in the wrestling industry the fans are either gonna dig it or they're not (laughs) right exactly so you can't keep pumping people out there you know after six months if they're not getting over then it's time to you know do something else and and that's what i like about you know ron's new company and stuff Uh, like you said there's not just because they're bringing in I don't like to call myself a veteran because I don't want to feel like I'm that old, <laughs> you know, but, but, uh, cause I, you know, even though I am old, I still feel like a kid at heart, you know, so I still stay busy. I still work out every day. I still train every day. I still, you know, do uh, pretty much stay very, very active. And, and it's great that I get to go down here and that if, if I'm right and things are going to happen the way it was discussed with me, then uh, I should be working PJ Black down there, and uh, PJ I've worked before up in Nashville, and um, he's another new guy that I had never heard of um, when I when I first met him, and everybody was like, "Yeah, he was part of Nexus," and I'm like, "What? What is that?" Yeah, they're like it was WWE, and I'm like, "I did because I don't watch the product. I mean, you know, I never really did, mm-hmm. honestly. Even whenever I was wrestling full time." The only time I would watch any of it is whenever I was on it, <laughs> you know, because yeah. I want to see my match. But I never really watched any of the other shows, uh, you know, or the, any of the other matches. And um, so I was kind of like, who is this kid, you know? And I was kind of like, you know, what, from what I had seen up until that point, I wasn't very impressed with, you know. Um, the, the, the I don't know, how do you feel about the, what is it, the Shield guys? Yeah. Yeah, the I, think over, I think they were, I mean, just in my, in my opinion, I think they were shoved down the people's throats. I don't think that they get near the pop of what my era of wrestlers did. You know, The Rock, Stone Cold, you know, the Shawn Michaels, you know, hell, even me, you know, and, and, and whenever I was with the Pitbulls, you know, I remember yeah. walking out and just having the roof come off the plates, you know. So, I mean, I don't, those guys don't get those types of reactions, you know, and I, 
I don't know. I guess they're just making way, way too much of a soap opera. It's way too much more talking anymore. Uh, not enough wrestling. You know, not enough sheer talent out there anymore. Well, let's talk a little bit about independent wrestling. Because in, in my opinion, I've had this conversation when past interviews that I've done. In my opinion, I think the current state of, of, uh, of independent wrestling is at an all-time high. And that's, again, my opinion. What's your, what's your feelings on it? Uh, I kind of disagree. Do you? Okay. Yeah, I think uh, the kids on the indies are just doing what they see on TV. Um, I, I, there's only a few guys that really impressed me, you know, still to this, you know, in this era. Yeah. Um, and it's because they they figured it out. You know, you can go out there and be a high flyer. Yeah, I love the fact that the the smaller guys are in nowadays, which is great. Uh, back in my day. You know, the you probably saw it. You know, I was the cruiserweight champion in the WWE. But after, what, a year, they kind of tend to put the cruiserweights on the back burner. Then they bring out the tag teams, you know, and then they do that for a year. And then they bring out the women. You know, they, they feature, you know, certain classes year by year. And But I've noticed in the, what, the last good 10 years, you know, the smaller guy is getting the or the ones getting the jobs. You know, yeah, and being the heavyweight champion. So it's kind of, and that's another thing. You know, wrestling is just so become so unrealistic anymore. You know, yeah. I was in it. We lived, breathed, and and was bred to protect the business, regardless of anything or what anybody said. You know, so we did, and then. Midway through my career, of course, it gets <laughs> it gets trampled on. <clears throat> Sorry, uh, between Bischoff and McMahon, you know, and but even then, we you know the guys that came into my era, we still stuck to our guns, we still defended the business, you know. But nowadays, you know, you got you know no disrespect, because I love the guy to death, Ray Mysterio, AJ Styles, you know, those guys are legitimate light heavyweights. They're not heavyweights. You know, how, are, how is it realistic to, for those guys to be beating, you know, like the Undertakers, you know, the John Cena's and those kind of guys, you know? Yeah, no, I get that point. And it's been made uh, by a lot of uh, uh, podcasters like myself and, uh, and that, hey, you know, if you put these two guys in a bar or in a back alley, you know, who's, who's, who's really going to win? You Say, for example, the, the example was made of Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler. I mean, you put these two guys head-to-head in a back alley, you know, realistically, who's going to come out the winner on that one? You know, some people say, well, it's, it's Drew McIntyre. I don't know. Yeah. I, I sometimes disagree with that. I, I feel like no matter what the man's size is, every dog's – everybody's got to fight. You know what I'm saying? And, and yeah. And you never know how it could come out, but oh, you don't. I mean, I fooled a lot of people over the years. So yeah, I've seen a lot of people be fooled over the years. Right. I've seen Drew McIntyre, and I just don't get it with that guy. Honestly, um, I mean, he looks great. You know, he he could be a freaking male model. You know. Yeah. But his wrestling is, I don't know. I mean, he just doesn't stand out to me. You know, when I I watch him, I don't see anything that really pops you know uh, other than he's tall and he's got long hair and he's a good looking guy yeah but for some reason they really like him and i don't think that he's getting over as much as they think that he is yeah you know because i mean i'm when you're 
you you know you been you go to the Indies, you know and stuff. So whenever I go to the Indies, one thing I've always loved about my fans is they they are like me. They just say it like it is, and I'll, I'll be signing autographs, you know, and sitting around talking to the fans and stuff like that. And they'll tell you who they like. You know, you hear it over and over and over and over again. You know. And it's like the fans, to me, are still talking about Batista. They're still talking about Randy Orton. They're still talking about Kid Cash. They're still talking, but they're not really mentioning too much about Drew McIntyre or, or even uh, even Roman Reigns. You know, he was the world heavyweight champion. People weren't bringing his name out there, you know. They're still talking about Shawn Michaels. They're still talking about Triple H. So that just tells me that my era was probably the last era of, wrestling well, let's talk about your time in ecw i mentioned in my opening statement you had a very successful career in ecw how did the ecw locker room differ from other locker rooms that you experienced in your career uh, it was very welcoming um it was like after you know that you were in and you just didn't go in that's what i loved about that company i mean it, it wasn't uh, the politics of uh, like WWE, WCW, or even TNA, it was, it was the, if you got a job and it was judged by the guys, by the boys. Yeah, that's <laughs> the way it was. Uh, if the boys liked you and the boys, you know, gave you the thumbs up, then you you stayed, and then you still didn't have a job. You were just there, and they let you work, you know, until somebody was impressed enough to where, you know, they would come and ask you, you know, about a contract. You know, I, that, that's what happened to me, you know, so, uh, but everybody there, uh, we all had 100% freedom of our characters. Nobody told us anything to say on our promos. We, we all, all of our promos were off the top of our heads, right off the bat. Uh, they, they let us do everything. They let us design our own characters. Um, you know, like they gave me the name Kid Cash, but I came up with the look, you know, I came up with the, the Kid Rock, you know, entry song and stuff like that, and naming my moves after, you know, money stuff, you know, money things and stuff like that, you know. But they gave you 100% freedom, you know, and, and everybody there knew that we weren't in the WWE. They knew we weren't in the WCW, but we had a company that fans around the world were really starting to dig a lot, you know. So every single night to us, was like being at WrestleMania. Yeah, you know, that's great. I mean, we worked our asses off, and they just let us be creative, and I love that about that company. You know, Paul was was very insistent that you know you got to find out who your character is. You got to find. I can't tell you who Kid Cash is. You got to let me know who Kid Cash is. Well, let's talk about Paul Heyman for a second, because clearly, you know, he's influenced a tremendous amount of careers. What were some of the things you learned from Paul in your career? Uh, how emotion in my matches. Uh, he used to talk to me a lot. You know, my my grandmother died. She kind of pretty much raised me, you know, and she died while I was on the road and we were in New Hampshire. And, uh, you know, I just found out when I got to the building. I, we had literally pulled up in the parking lot. My sister called me. So, but I was going to do the weekend, you know, and he came in and he was like, I heard your, you know, your mother died. I was like, well, she's my grandmother, but she's the one who raised me pretty much, you know. And uh, he's like, so that was your mother. And I was like, yeah, you can say that. 
He's like, well, let's, we'll get you right back to the airport. And I was like, no, I'm here. You know, she, she's dead. <laughs> you know, I'm, as much as I hate it, there's nothing I can do. And there, the funeral's not even going to be until, you know, next week. So, you know, he was impressed by that. And he, you know, but he, he pulled me to the side that night. And he was like, listen, he goes, I want you to dig down in your heart. And he goes, uh, I can see you've been crying. And I'm like, well, yeah, my grandmother died. He goes, I want you to take that emotion with you to the ring, you know. However you feel right now, I want you to bring it out. I want to see it on that monitor. I want to see it in your eyes, you know, that kind of stuff, you know. And I was, and I already knew what he was talking about because I was trained by the Rock and Roll Express. Right. So, you know, I, I came in the business with that selling mentality and, you know, giving, you know, your facial expressions and, you know, stuff like that, you know, making everything look like it's for real, you know. So I did it anyway, and uh, and it just really impressed him and stuff that you know that I stayed and stuff and um, that that I did do what he said. You know, I went out there and I worked the camera really hard just for him. You know, and uh, about two weeks later, uh, I won the the world television title. Let Let's move on to your time in TNA. You were brought into the company uh, in the summer of two thousand two, and you stay with them until the spring of two thousand five. Tell me about your time in TNA and, and how did it help you grow as a professional wrestler? Um, you know, uh, it didn't help me grow in any sense other than business. Yeah. Because uh, I learned a lot about how, you know, the business can be to right. somebody. You right, know? right. Uh, it was a bumpy ride. I'm not going to lie about it. It was a bumpy ride. I mean, I, I love and appreciate everybody that I worked with there. But, uh, you know, it's the, I guess it's all in who's running the company and what their vision is. You know, I just left ECW, a top star, um, one of their top guys, you know. And then from there, I mean, I signed a contract with WCW. Um, I got the contract and I did one match. Uh, well, I did one Thunder yeah. show. And then they and, folded after that, right? Then they get That's when they got bought by WWE? The very next week, they right. got bought by WWE. Right, I remember and that. Yeah, they were gonna keep. They, they were gonna keep me. Uh, Jimmy Hart was my agent at the time, and um, so we discussed it. They wanted to renegotiate a contract that I literally had just signed. That was really nice. That I liked, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then they were like, "We want to keep you, but this is the thing. We want you to move to Cincinnati. We want to renegotiate your contract." Uh, we're going to take you down to like whatever your contract is now. We're gonna, it's going to just everybody's going to get paid the same thing. It's 65000 a year, and you're going to wait until we call you up. You know, and I was like, well, you know, I'm, I'm already hot. You know, why I don't want to go stale. You know, right, so right. Uh, Jimmy and Hulk Hogan started the XWF, so I went there. Uh, left the, the WCW and the WWE. Uh, withdrew the contract. Uh, they gave me a release. I signed with the Home Shopping Network, <laughs> QVC, uh, nice. through Jimmy Hart those guys. But I had a three-year deal with those guys and no compete clause. Uh, the company didn't pan out. We did like eight TV shots, eight TV tapings, and I was the Cruiserweight champion. I beat AJ Styles for the Cruiserweight title and Christopher Daniels in a three-way and let's see. Uh, because I had a no compete clause, I continued to get paid for the for, for, for the entire three years. 
okay? But uh, in that time, I signed with TNA. Uh, TNA was fresh. It, was, it had just opened. They had only had, like, a couple of uh, shows before I actually got started working for them. And uh, it was just a lot, you know, it was just deceitful lies the whole entire time, you know. And they were, I understood what they were trying to do. They were trying to take a brand new company, bring brand new guys in that nobody had ever heard of and make stars out of them, you know. But at that point, they were trying to take people like me and other guys that had, had just been somewhere and had established themselves and, you know, became stars in other places to just put these boys over, you know, work them in programs and, you know, put them over every single night. And um, I just wasn't ready for that, you know. <laughs> My career was still young and I didn't want to, you know, didn't want to do that, you know. So, you know, it was an up and down kind of a, a deal with them and uh, the younger guys that nobody knew were winding up getting paid a whole lot more than the veterans were, you know, the guys that were coming and making them stars. Right. Yeah, and, and then the it's just lie after lie, you know, really. It's like if you sign with this, by next year, I can double it. Well, that double never came. Oh, <laughs> you wow. know? And then they would put stuff in their contracts. I wouldn't have been there as long as I was if they hadn't wrote it into the contract. They had the rights to roll me over on merchandise if they sold any of my merchandise then they could roll me over at the end of the year and they did it twice i only signed for a year the first time the second time they rolled me over and i had no other choice you know so i, I spent three total years there so i See. just uh got to the point where enough was enough and i just started making noise and enough noise to where they released me but in that same day that I got released, I got signed with the WWF. Well, yeah, that leads me to my next question. So you had your run with ECW, you had your run with TNA, and all of a sudden here comes WWE calling in 2005. What was yeah. that experience like uh, with the WWE, not just in the ring, but in the locker room with the other wrestlers, you know, on the roster with the upper management, with the writers? How would you compare the WWE experience with what you experienced thus far with ECW and TNA? Well, WWE was so much more professional. Um, I mean, it's corporate, and it, it, you know it. WCW was too, but um, WWE shows it. You know, they they live it. You know, everything is professional. Everything is so much bigger. You know, when you walk in the back, it's you know, the, it's a great, it's an it's an enormous production. You know, uh, they treat you really good. <laughs> you know, you get yeah catering that's you know what like you would get at a five-star restaurant you know i mean it's they treat you really good they pay you very very well uh the guys already knew me uh undertake i i've been wrestling for quite a while at that point anyway you know so whenever i got there i mean taker knew who i was Shawn michaels knew who i was me and eddie guerrero and chris benoit had done, we'd been on the road together over in japan and mexico nice you know so I mean, we were already a little click to begin with, you know. I mean, yeah. I used to ride with Chris Benoit all over freaking Japan, <laughs> you know, and we roomed together and stuff. Uh, me and Eddie did the same thing, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the guys already knew who I was, and I didn't have any problems. Um, I was welcomed. So the day I walked in the dressing room, everybody was like, holy shit, what are you doing here? Holy shit, can't believe you find, you're finally here. Because I'd been there 
a dozen times over the years, you know, coming in, they would call me up. They're like, hey, we'd like to have you come down and try out. Okay, great. So I'd come down and try out and have a good match with them. And a, then they'd be like, hey, come, come, you know, do the weekend with us. So I'd wind up doing the weekend with them. And then everything was great. Everybody was nice. And then I'd never hear from them again until next year when they came back around, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, uh, we did that for a couple of years on and off. And then, uh, but through that, everybody, you know, had already met everybody. People, been, you know, had already seen my work you know, through ECW and TNA and, you know, and everything else. So I was already pretty established. Well, being a former cruiserweight champion, you look at the product now, you look at 205 Live now, the current uh, cruiserweight roster. What are your thoughts? Uh, They need to slow down just a little bit. It's kind of weird. Well, it's not weird, but um, when I was there, I mean, you remember my ECW days. Right. Uh, I was in very much an extreme high flyer. You know, I dove into the crowd. I came off balconies. I went through tables. Um, TNA, pretty much the same thing. Uh, WCW, that we had plans for, you know, to bring a little bit of the ECW to the light heavyweight division. And um, so when I got to WWE, you know, I already had established moves and people, you know, the money maker, the money in the bank and, you know, the, the money roll and all, you know, all the big signature moves that I used to do. So when I got there, one of them was the pile driver, the money maker pile driver. Yeah. And, uh, right. Never, never in my life have I ever heard anybody with that move ever. And, uh, it just looks really mean, you know, and, uh, First thing I did when I walked in there, uh, I got a list. I, I sat down in the dressing room, and then um, I can't think it was Mark Carano or something like that before he was talent relations. Um, he came in and gave me a, a list of moves that I could no longer do because there was already guys there doing them. Like oh, I couldn't wow. even do that. Yeah, I remember in ECW, I was doing the Hurricanrana everywhere, you know. Uh, in the ring, out of the ring, you know, all over the damn place, off the ropes to the floor, you know. And um, I couldn't even do that anymore because Rey Mysterio does the Rana. Couldn't do my twisted moonsault, the second rope to the top rope moonsault, because Super Crazy does the moonsault. I couldn't do the pile driver, period, because it was outlawed. Right. Uh, yeah, there was just uh, quite a, there was like a list of moves that I, I, they were, I was told I couldn't do anymore, you know, because uh, somebody had already established that move. And I was like, well, I established it. I've been doing this shit for 15 years. You exactly. Know? You know, they're like, well, you know, they're doing it here. And I'm like, okay, hey, whatever, dude. So that's why I got the, uh, the, the, the dead level, the brain buster for the finish. And then I kind of just, you know, finagled some of my old moves and turned them into other things, you know. Well, that, they treated me very well. I mean, you know, I, I got really any no complaints about the, the company at all. You know, it's fast paced, it's moved, uh, it's very demanding. Uh, probably the most demanding company I ever worked for. So, would you say that the current state of the cruiserweight division is in a good spot right now, or do you I think mean, there's room for improvement? You you said earlier they need to slow down I, a little I mean, bit. Yeah, if they slow down, yeah, I was I, when I when I see these guys on 205, NXT, or even the cruiserweights there on, you know, the SmackDown and Raw, I see Ring of Honor. That's all I see. Right. It's move after move. It's chain spots and stuff like that. Now, like I was saying, back whenever I was there, we weren't allowed to do all of those moves. 
we could they didn't want us to do spot after spot after spot they wanted us to do a rest hold they wanted us to actually show an arm drag and a hip toss and a backdrop you know and stuff like that they wanted us to show actual wrestling moves along with the high flying mm-hmm. but whenever i watch it now it's ring the bell and it's a half-ass lockup into running, jumping, dodging, diving out of the ring. You know what I'm saying? Then move. And if it's a tag team, then everybody's getting their move in. You know? Yeah. It's just, I, I mean, it, to me, it's no different than watching Ring of Honor. And I like Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor is good. Uh, but, again, it, they kick out of more finishing moves than I've ever seen. And they finish with moves that are less impressive out of the moves that they kicked out of. True. Yeah. True. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And that's and that's kind of like where I'm at with the WWE light heavyweights. Well, let's transition into uh, my cranium shot portion of the interview. I'm going to say a name from your past, okay? And you give me your first reaction. It can be a one-word answer. It can be several words, okay? Whatever comes to mind. You ready? Right. New Jack. Insane needs to go to jail. Mike Awesome. Uh, one of my best friends. I miss him so, so much. C.W. Anderson. That guy, uh, I love to death. Uh, I've had some of my best, had some of my best matches with that guy ever in the history of my career. To be honest with you. Amazing Red. I, again, I've had some of the. Uh, Probably the most memorable matches I'll ever have as a light heavyweight in the X Division was with Amazing Red. Uh, he, that little guy is amazing. I mean, that his name expresses him completely in my eyes. He's just amazing. All right, finally, AJ Styles. Hey, his name's phenomenal. The guy's, uh, he's got it together. He did everything right, and he, look where he's at. I mean... He's phenomenal. Kid Cash, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to speak with me. It's been an absolute honor, especially coming full circle again 16 years later. Hey, man. Uh, it's been a pleasure, uh, first of all. And second of all, yeah, I mean, 16 years. <laughs> I was just <laughs> laughing about it. I can't believe it. I remember when we did the last one, you know, such yeah. a long time ago. Well, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just glad we're both here. Well, tell me about it. Uh, Nowadays, you never know what's going to happen no, in the world. So. Absolutely. You gotta, uh, every every day's a gift. We're blessed, man. Thank Jesus, I tell you that. No doubt about it. Well, where can fans find you on social media? Uh, you know, my Facebook, my Twitter, uh, David. Uh, so I think the Twitter's Kid, David K. Cash, and then my uh, Facebook is uh, David Cash, and then uh, I have an Instagram. I don't really know the name of it, though, but you can see it. You can find it. Well, fa- <laughs> just well, put my name in they'll, they'll search it fans go follow him keep up with Kid Cash uh, you, you don't want to miss what he's got coming up next Universal Championship Wrestling will be a place you'll be able to find Kid Cash buy a ticket to Universal Championship Wrestling Super Brawl show taking place on Saturday February the 2nd in Griffin Georgia buying a ticket is real easy just go to their website ucwtv.com you can also follow Universal Championship Wrestling on social media. It's at UCWTV to find out more about this fantastic independent wrestling company. Congratulations on being part of Universal Championship Wrestling and 
for the tremendous success you've had over your career. Thank you, man. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, working with these guys, definitely, and uh, uh, working with the, the, you know, not even just the matches, but working with the young guys, you know, and uh, hopefully throwing a little bit of influence their way, you know. Absolutely. I look forward to seeing you. Absolutely, buddy. Keep up. All right, man.